Hello everyone, welcome to the Mind Hack journey brought to you by Winnie. So as you can hear, I'm very, very excited for this second episode uh, here today, the imposter syndrome, because I have a special guest here with us, uh, Ben, Ben Kilson. So one of my very good and dear friends uh, who is here to touch on this subject because I felt like he would uh, he would best uh, be able to give me some ins- give us some insight on this particular subject. So um, I think I'll, I'll start by letting him present himself, introduce himself to, to my people. Uh, so we have a better feel of who you are. <laughs> Tell us a bit of, you know, yeah. who you are, what you do. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, hello, everybody. Um, well, as Winnie rightly said, I am Ben Kielsen. Um, I am 30 years old and I have been in Belgium for almost seven years now. I'm origin- I'm from Ghana and um, I came here to study a master's in biomedical engineering in uh, 2013. And then after that, I two years after the program, I got the opportunity to start a PhD in the university hospital, the VUB, in the radiology department. And my work there basically involves... Um, it's in the field of medical image processing. So basically I work with the CT scanners. Um, I, I guess some of your guests know what a CT scanner is. And my work is to write codes and programs that help uh, radiologists make diagnosis out of these images that you get from CT scanners. Um, well, that's a bit about me and I think the rest we'll figure out during the conversation. Okay, <laughs> cool. Okay. So um, maybe I'll try and put some context to this and how how we kind of how I kind of uh, got to thinking of uh, talking about this particular um, subject. We talked about it, I guess, a few months maybe ago, um, where you kind of say that you you've experienced it mm-hmm. uh, in your in your journey through your 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 studies, but also your uh, your PhD. So clearly, you're in the academic uh, academic world, academic uh, sector. If we can call it that way mm-hmm. and so um i found it interesting because uh you know how uh, people would hear you say that you're doing a phd mm-hmm. and just assume yeah. certain things and yeah. then when you find out like yeah that's even you can experience <laughs> this um this imposter syndrome so i'm going to maybe put some again put some context because I myself only discovered this convers- uh, this uh, concept uh, when we talked about it. So I guess not everybody knows yeah. what we are talking about. So I will uh, <clears throat> give uh, an, a definition. Um, so yeah, the imposter syndrome is the overwhelming feeling that you don't deserve your success. It convinces you that you're not as intelligent, creative or talented as you may seem. It's a suspicion that your achievements are down to luck, good timing or just being in the right place at the right time. And it is accompanied by the fear that one day you'll be exposed as a fraud. So Hmm. this leads me to my first question where I would like to know, like, when was the first time that you encountered uh, the imposter syndrome? When was the first time you felt like you were an imposter? (laughs) Well, I think the first time I even experienced it, I didn't know there was a whole definition for what I was feeling. And uh, I now in hindsight, when I look back, then I realized the first encounter I believe I had with this concept. And that was in the first year of my university studies back in Ghana. So I was studying again, a bachelor in biomedical engineering. 
and um, in, in my first semester, I failed one exam. It's called engineering mathematics. It's one of the most difficult exams you have in, in your first year as an engineering mm-hmm. student. And previously, I'd never really failed an exam like like that before. So that feeling was quite overwhelming. And then in my head, I was like, okay, so probably all my achievements back in high school, the reason I was able to get into this engineering program was based on sheer luck because when it got to the real job of being an engineering student in a university, I failed. So that's that was the feeling I had. That's where I felt like maybe I don't really deserve to be here. Mm-hmm. And and my cover has been blown because yeah. when the real work came, I, am, I wasn't able to achieve it. So mm-hmm. I, I would say that was the first time I kind of had a sense of this feeling. Okay. And well, indeed, then I didn't even know what it was. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. But then my other question is like, you experienced it you experienced it at a specific moment after you failed your first exam mm-hmm. so my question now is is it something that you have experienced continuously mm-hmm. since then mm-hmm. or is it something that keeps coming maybe each time you fail something yeah. or is it just an ongoing thing that you're constantly in this zone of feeling like an imposter well, yeah, so it actually is, I call it a love-hate affair, which I have. It's, it comes and it goes. Mm-hmm. It's something that really, for now, I believe it has been in my life since the first time I kind of realized what it was. Mm-hmm. So it's not something you experience once or and it, it doesn't hardly goes away. You're always going to have that backdrop of it somewhere in your head. And um, yeah, so obviously it's still there. <laughs> you You still live with it. Okay. And it, it doesn't go away. <laughs> it doesn't go away. But then... I doubt it's continuous though. No. So, so the unique thing is, so usually it comes up when you're going to the next stage. Mm-hmm. So a new job or a new position, a promotion. So it's, mm-hmm. it's when you reach an, another stage, another level mm-hmm. in your life, in your academic career or whatever, mm-hmm. that this feeling begins to come up. Mm-hmm. So like I said, the first encounter was back in university, my first, uh, first, first year. By, first year. Mm-hmm. But I believe it came up somewhere also during my studies mm-hmm. another very obvious situation where i clearly remember it was also when i came to belgium for my master's program mm-hmm. in the first year i had the same feeling where i was struggling in courses and then it, again it was the same feeling i'm like okay see you managed to fool everyone in ghana now you're in a european country and then you see they're finding out your cover mm-hmm. so that, that it comes up especially the moment you start achieving the next bigger thing mm-hmm. then you always feel like uh, yeah, you feel like a yeah. fraud, basically. Yeah, okay. But then I'm trying to, I'm trying to, of course, analyze the imposter syndrome in your mm-hmm. case. And I'm thinking, is it because uh, you've had, you had the kind of this experience of never failing, mm-hmm. like not knowing failure, uh, that it may have handicapped you <laughs> to deal with 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 actually yeah to deal with failure is it because you've always passed everything that you yeah you kind of got handicapped by this whole you know this yeah. sense of always achieving everything perfectly the way you want to and then you get to a point where uh one thing will just yeah. kind of throw you no, yeah. away you know I, I, throw I, you I off see, balance I see what you mean it's actually usually associated with people that are high achievers or perfectionists. But the truth of the matter, I don't think myself as a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. I've never been a perfectionist. So I wouldn't say it only happens to people that are high achievers or, mm-hmm. or are into uh, perfectionists. And 
maybe it's actually a very interesting way the way you put it that because I had, I had never really faced a failure that's how come I it began to feel so surreal but I guess it comes up even in all in other situations like mm-hmm. I said I mean if you if we go back to the definition it's not only in in academia it's mm-hmm. in art it's in talent it's in mm-hmm. every other field of life so it's not really just because um, I failed a few courses. Mm-hmm. It could have been with any other reason. It could be even yeah. probably sitting in a class and not understanding a certain yeah. concept. Yeah, I yeah. had that a lot, several times. Like most of the courses I did, especially in the masters, were very practical oriented. Mm-hmm. So where you have to use your hands yeah. to write a program or do something. And in those moments, again, I mm-hmm. felt like, ah, crap. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe like you may have mastered the theory and then you get to the practice and you're like, exactly. How did I even pass the theory? Yeah. Because in practice, I actually don't know what I to really do. I really don't know what I'm yeah. doing at this point. That's as actually, as yeah, as interesting as what you're saying. Because I'm trying to like get back to my own experience mm-hmm. and how I could relate when we first talked about this topic. Mm-hmm. And clearly, I'm not in the academic, uh, in the academic field. But um, I've kind of felt this imposter syndrome because um, I was just finishing my bachelor's degree uh, before I even graduated, um, I got contacted by the company I'm working with now. And then, yeah, I started working, didn't really um, finish the bachelor's. So, uh, yeah, and now I've been working there for, for two years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously, I work in, in human resources, in recruitment. So I get to see people who are looking for jobs, like struggling to look for jobs. I have my own friends who have finished their master's. Um, and struggle to find jobs uh, maybe one year after they've graduated or even two years. And I kind of like signed a contract there and then. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes I get to a point where I'm like, do I actually deserve to be here? (laughs) Or was it, yeah, mere luck that I'm here? How how is it that I am here and some people who have worked their butts off are not? So, um, yeah. And then, of course, I get to a point also like where... I, I would like to know, like, how how do you actually deal with it? How do you mm-hmm. deal with this imposter syndrome? Because, again, when I talk about my own experience, I don't, like, sometimes I don't really find something to, like, uh, relax my mind or yeah. m- m- put myself at ease. Yeah. It's just something, like you said, which will just keep coming. Yeah, exactly. I know it will come and then I just move on, you <laughs> yeah. know? Um, yeah, and uh, you actually give a very good example. Um, first of all, I'm just going to reiterate the fact that my experiences are more skewed to academia because that's the field I find myself in. But it's clearly in several fields, so that's mm-hmm. very obvious. So there's probably someone out there listening to this that might not really relate to it in terms of academia, but probably in some other field. Mm-hmm. So it can be found anywhere. And the example you gave with you gaining employment, even when you still hadn't finished your bachelor's, is quite an interesting one because I guess now you're in 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 an environment where you see other people with other skills, which you believe are probably higher than what you Mm -hmm. have. And then you feel like, okay, you actually managed to sneak your way through it. So I understand that. But a very important thing which mostly people forget, in your case, is the fact that you actually went through a whole interview mm-hmm. <laughs> where, where we, we, the company which you're working with is it's, it's, it's a sophisticated pro- mm. company. So they have ways of yeah. figuring out if even two interviews before you get to exactly. the, like a whole recruitment procedure yeah. that actually yes. makes the company be sure of what yes. of the decision yes. that they're going. So to make. clearly you managed to go through this. Yeah. So you, re- you obviously had something which the company found was interesting. Yeah. 
So you were not there by luck. Mm-hmm. Maybe, of course, the first point of contact might have been luck. Yeah. The first email you had to go for this, to get the opportunity to even go for the interview might have been luck. But you are not there because of luck because you clearly went through a whole process yeah. which you fulfilled and therefore you accepted. Yeah. So going back to answer your question, how you deal with this, I believe that's one of the obvious ways is to sit back and evaluate, reflect, evaluate how yeah. come you got to where you are. Logically. I think logically. we have to add <laughs> the word like logically because it needs to be something tangible because yeah. this feeling of the imposter syndrome, I feel, is not tangible. So yeah. to kind of like overcome that, you mm-hmm. need something that's tangible so that you can, you know, confidently say, okay, yeah. I am where I'm supposed to be. Yes, you so, deserve yeah. to be where. Because that's, a def- that's one of the definitions. You feel like you don't deserve to be where you yeah, are. Yeah. So in order to understand if you actually deserve where you are, mm-hmm. you should go back and see how come you got to where you are. Mm-hmm. And keeping track of how come you got there will kind of help you, one, understand <laughs> what you're experiencing yeah. and then give you the motivation to to deal with it because yeah, yeah. that's the thing it's never going to go away it's, mm-hmm. it's always going to be in the backdrop yeah. this, the, what you can do is to realize what it is and figure out ways of dealing with it mm-hmm. which you have to do yeah and i mean if we are trying to deal with it clearly it's not like an entirely good thing obviously to be an imposter okay to feel like an imposter so I would like to kind of see like what the good sides mm-hmm. and the bad sides mm-hmm. of having this or feeling yeah. like you are an imposter or having this imposter syndrome. What do you think like the good and the bad Yeah, is? so like most of the things in life, it has its positives and its negatives. Yeah. And when I say deal with it, my view, because this whole thing is not like I'm an expert or anything. These yeah. are my experiences. And I believe that's what this whole podcast yeah. is about, sharing our experiences. Exactly. So how to deal with it is a way of trying to focus on the positive side when i say mm-hmm. deal with it that's what i mean look at it in terms of the positive sides and see how you can gain benefit out of these positive mm-hmm. sides what are the positive sides one thing that usually happens is because you feel like you're a fraud because you feel you're, you're an imposter what you tend to do is to even work harder mm-hmm. in order to keep your position or yeah. to keep your cover. So you're it's not like, found out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You don't want to be found out. So you're probably going to put in more effort into mm-hmm. working harder to mm-hmm. be able to keep whichever position you are, you are in. Mm-hmm. And what happens then is you're probably going to get a promotion. Yeah. Your, your hard work will be rewarded. Mm-hmm. And that kind of feeds itself because now you get a promotion. You, you probably get a, a higher, uh, yeah, a different, more responsibilities. You move on to the next stage of your academic life. Mm-hmm. And then again, the whole feeling comes back. Might come back, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. So it's kind of like a back and forth. Exactly, back and it's forth. a vicious cycle. You, yeah. That's why. That's why I keep on. It's a love hate affair with yeah. it. So you move on to the next stage, and then you still think again, like, mm-hmm. oh, I did it again. I managed to fool everybody. But you need to be conscious about it. So this is some. This is the one of the positive things because then it makes you put in more effort. It actually yeah. reinforces you to be more active. But then, yeah. if you understand, this is one of the good sides of it. Yeah. You can focus on yeah. dealing with it and yeah. then harnessing this good side of it. Yeah. So I guess, sorry to interrupt, but yeah. like, I guess so for you to able to, for you to be able to see it as a good thing, mm-hmm. you have to be able to see it. Exactly. To, you to should understand what You should is. understand what's yeah. happening exactly. first. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And then the solution is reflect. And once you're reflecting, yeah. you're doing so, one, you're realizing you have 
that's happening to you, yeah. you're reflecting and then you're going to harness the good side of it. Mm-hmm. Because it has bad sides. The obvious danger is when you're constantly feeling like an imposter, it tends to make you uh, be less ambitious. Mm. Because now the fear is, okay, if I keep on going like this, maybe the next step I will be found out. Mm-hmm. So you're going to limit your ambitions. You're going mm-hmm. to limit what you plan on achieving. Mm-hmm. So you kind of become a low under yeah, yeah. you you reduce your ambition yeah. because you're scared you're going to be found out yeah, yeah. so and it has its have bad you side experienced well. that bad side of uh, the imposter syndrome i, I have <laughs> i have mm. i have there were several moments and i think one of the, even now during the phd i have it and mm. the, the funny thing is i it's, the funny thing is you experience it with a lot of other people just that people don't really talk about it but mm. i do you do experience it and uh, one clear one was during my master's year in Belgium. I, again, also around the first year where I felt like I was struggling. And at some point I'm like, maybe I don't really deserve to be here. Maybe it's time to pack my stuff and go back to Ghana and do something else. Mm-hmm. So it tends to make you realize you're not worth what where you are. Yeah. And then you kind of start killing your ambition. Yeah, you doubt Obviously, yourself. my ambition was not to just come and do half of my master's and go back. The ambition was to do more. But at that point, because I was strongly feeling like an imposter, there was this tendency to quit and go back. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's one of the bad sides. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like practically taking steps back, trying to, you know, uh, see where you achieve. I think I read something, but this was a while ago, so I can't really like reference it. Um, I remember them t- saying, if you need to, you need to like take notes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. actually like see like again going back to what i said make it tangible and see like okay this first exam i got eight out of ten this one i got nine out of ten this one i got ten out of ten and then not focus just on the ten out of ten and be like okay it was by pure luck no you actually evolved there was a process there was a process exactly you may have started off with a five out of ten and then got out to the yeah. to the 10 out of 10 so if you need to i think you actually r- need to keep track yeah. uh yeah. keep track of it but so was it an easy ride for you to keep track <laughs> to keep track of those things like to kind of because you said it's 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 an ongoing thing yeah. love hate relationships so yeah. it's kind of constantly there yeah. and not there so have you been keeping track and how, <laughs> <laughs> because yeah how easy yeah. is it to keep track how hard has it been for you yeah that's, to keep that's track of your very, achievements very interesting question indeed it's not easy <laughs> to keep track especially for the kind of person i am and i guess that's a whole debate on it other yeah. on itself but um usually people are able to keep track like take very good notes mm-hmm. monitor their progress follow how they're going in whatever they are doing mm-hmm. And with such kind of people, if you already are doing this, it's easier to look back and take track. There are other people like me <laughs> who are horrible at doing this. <laughs> so, for instance, I remember again back during my studies, and excuse me, most of my examples are going to be related with academia because that's where I'm more, mm. more, yeah, in in line with. Yeah. So during my studies, I remember I had, I I, I kept the worst notes ever. I never, I there were people that have really nice notes and mm. everything nicely written that wasn't me i probably go to class without any note and then borrow sheets of papers from people yeah. write them somewhere and then few weeks to exam i'm now i'm now going through all my papers to figure out which paper belongs to which one <laughs> and i kind of had this thrill for even doing that like the, yeah. there was this thrill to f- deciphering like solving a puzzle to these yeah. these questions and that's the worst way to do it yeah. <laughs> because yeah, yeah. what happens is you might end up passing that exam for mm-hmm. instance but then you would then still be feeling that, oh, actually, I was just lucky. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, would, yeah. I just luckily came across this one paper that had the yeah. question I had to solve. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's it a, feeds on it to, feeds on the, to the, the whole feeling of yeah. being an imposter. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you really need to be conscious of it and start taking notes. Yeah, and, and dissect, I exactly. guess, every step. Yeah, I think even when I was starting work, uh, someone actually told me that you need to take notes. I think it was my mom, actually. Hello, <laughs> um, my mom actually told me this because she was like, yeah, in work, I think it's a bit different. Because I think in academia, okay, maybe you have the tests, maybe you have deadlines, maybe you yeah. have, you know, concrete things. But in work, you don't per se have like a, a deadline or something tangible, really. Uh, but I remember she was telling me like any achievement is good. Mm-hmm. Like in my line of work, because I have to interview people, mm-hmm. um, she literally was like, for example, I started off doing my interviews all in French. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. That's what I was hired for. Yeah. But then, I mean, things happened in the co- in the company. I needed to be a bit more flexible and decided to um, start doing my interviews in Dutch, yeah. uh, which wasn't in my contract. But so then, I that is an achievement in its own. It mm-hmm. wasn't asked mm-hmm. from me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't rewarded. It wasn't uh, like no, like it's just me yeah. who clearly just said, you know what. So I guess that is. Also, you know, you need to know how to see the achievements, I guess. I don't think they're always obvious, but it's like you said, I think you have to sit back and actually dissect everything. Like your last two years, where were you two years ago? How did you get to where you are now? And then like really go to uh, go in and dissect every single step. That's true. And actually there's probably, yeah, that's a very good example you create with with doing these interviews in different Mm. languages because... Who knows fast forward a few years from now you probably be asked to do a lot more interviews or you have more opportunities in a dutch speaking company mm-hmm. for instance yeah and then you you go there thinking oh but what did i do to get there yeah. but the, the truth of the matter is if you look back in your lives you mm-hmm. were training yourself yeah. to be able to fit in that position exactly yeah so indeed without even knowing without even actually, realizing yeah, yeah, it yeah, and yeah. there you might begin to feel like an imposter but that's yeah. why you need to be able to start yeah. keeping track yeah like and basically said. i mean this information for me who is in the workforce or in the work yeah um then i'll have to be like that's what i would play on to ex- to convince this other person yeah that i that i'm worth being, being here there, and exactly. be like okay i started in this company on this time six months later or seven months yeah. later i started doing all my interviews yes. entirely in dutch yeah. french english like you know exactly and so it's also actually that's the reason why my mom told me to take notes mm-hmm. she was like that is what's going to help you make for the case. next job exactly. and make a case yeah. basically exactly. like um you can't just do like it's not something i can do after five years in this company and just sit and think about it mm-hmm. so i think it's something you need to keep checking yeah, keep track of yeah that's keep, very true take uh um keep track of your achievements constantly mm-hmm. beat every six months yeah. or every year i mean you have the new year's you know resolution mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. and you know like right now for me i think also one way of doing it usually it's around this year mm-hmm. mid you know the middle of the year mm-hmm. where you like look back you may have had a resolution or goals that you had set in the beginning of the year like think about it you're halfway in the year have i done this yeah. have i done this 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 kind of just to remind to you that you're fine exactly. you are fine you're on you know? track and like wherever yeah. you are you deserve to be there yeah. because of this and yeah. this and there's a reason and, and then maybe do it again at the end of the year exactly. and then you have a broader look you yeah. have the whole year ahead of you so mm-hmm. i think that's actually good advice 
uh, to kind of dissect your achievements. Um, but okay, it's, it makes me think of something because I tend to, again, going back to the fact that I was hired in this uh, company without even having my bachelor's, blah, blah. I'm like, how, how do you detach luck and the imposter syndrome? <laughs> because sometimes a lot of the things like I've done in life or that I've managed to do um, for me come from luck. I just feel sometimes I'm lucky. Well, let's just play with it. You know, why not? (laughs) If it's working, let's just keep doing it. So how do you like decipher these two things? Yeah, Yeah, that's that's a very Yeah, being lucky versus being a fraud. Like how? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like this whole concept of luck is another podcast on it only. yeah yeah <laughs> but in my opinion how i define luck or people that consider themselves lucky i feel like it, it's a mental state mm-hmm. and um i remember there was this study i remember where it was conducted where yeah. basically they had a group of people come in and then classify themselves as lucky or unlucky people mm-hmm. and um each of these groups were given a magazine and then the, the what they told them was if you're if you're able to count the number of particular there are they told you there are a number of images and if you find the correct number of them you get 500 dollars or 500 euros i don't remember whatever it was but the truth of the matter is in the magazine itself there was somewhere down there in the line that says there are 10 images in this magazine if you see this line tell the supervisor to give you your 500 euros and go mm-hmm. what happened was most of the people that consider themselves lucky found this line and got the 500 uh, yeah. euros, the 500 dollars. And the people that consider themselves unlucky were not, they were more, not likely to find this. Mm-hmm. So, and the explanation is people that consider themselves lucky are more open-minded to every walk of life. Everything they face, they are m- more open-minded to it. Mm-hmm. So these were probably people that were just scrolling through the magazine, even looking at random pictures, mm-hmm. reading articles. Maybe just experiencing just the experience, whole thing. You know not, what? Not really it's so a magazine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not narrow-minded on the problem, mm-hmm. but more open-minded to the whole thing yeah. and they came across these lines and the other people that considered themselves unlucky were more focused on trying to yeah. really solve the problem yeah. so yeah. It, it's a mindset it's yeah. a mind state which kind of reinforces mm-hmm. itself so if you're considered so it's not like these pe- people that consider themselves lucky do not experience unfortunate situations mm. they do but the thing is yeah. <laughs> they are more inclined to count or measure yeah. the, the lucky moments yeah. rather than the unlucky moments yeah. so therefore they they have a different way of of of, of facing or going up to, yeah. to challenges so okay. it's a mental state so obviously you might have been lucky with this email but there are probably several other things that have happened in your life which yeah. you might have considered unlucky yeah. but yeah. then you were prepared mentally to face it true, but true. yeah like i said that's a whole di- other yeah it's a whole <laughs> different on but own. i think it was yeah interesting to make the link because for me per se like the whole impo- when i found out about the imposter syndrome i different like i immediately thought about how lucky i tend to be mm. i mean how a lot of things that like right now i can't even think of the number of things that for me felt like oh wow this was <laughs> luck like i didn't do much for it yeah. and so then for me somehow it gets coupled yeah, with, and that, with the whole imposter exactly. syndrome it's, it's that's part how, of the definition that yeah you 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 deserve what you have because you are at the right place at yeah the right at the voila and yeah i've had i mean the, the the way i got offered my phd was also quite very interesting yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. one of the ways i see it as was i lucky yeah but 
So I end after my master's or during my master's, I started an internship in the radiology department. Mm-hmm. So it was during this internship that I got to work with my current PhD supervisor. Mm-hmm. So at the end of my internship, he's like, oh, we have this offer around. Would you be interested? It had nothing to do with what I did for my internship. Mm-hmm. But was I lucky? I don't know. But maybe I was lucky. But yeah. equally, I put in enough effort for him to realize, okay, this is a candidate that could be useful yeah. for this Valuable, project based yeah. on what I did. I was at the right place at the right time, mm-hmm. but was that the reason I got it? Mm-hmm. You see, so these are, it's an a course play or an interplay yeah. of both, both situations. Okay. But so then maybe it might be interesting also to, to get like the definition of a fraud because I don't want like people to get to the imposter syndrome phase, let's say, or they experience it and then really feel like a fraud. So I think it's good to like have um, the definition of a, f- of a fraud. Uh, a fraud is a person or a thing intended to deceive others, typically by unjustifiable claiming or being credited with accomplishments or qualities. So I guess here we can highlight intended <laughs> yeah. to deceive others. Yeah as being like the main thing being at being in the right place at the right time doesn't mean you were like intending yeah to cheat anyway, to yeah. cheat or yeah, yeah exactly yeah so, so there, there is indeed a clear distinction so that's why it's it's, it's, a, it's a feeling it's a feeling that you are being a fraud yeah yeah <laughs> it's not the fact it's, it's not, not it's a not fact exactly yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, th- and that clearly shows there's a, a complete distinction between actually being a fraud and experiencing mm-hmm. what is the feeling of being an, yeah. of having the imposter syndrome yeah so yeah it's like uh also um like i think you had said this when we had first talked about it mm-hmm. uh the fact that you know a real fraud i don't remember exactly what you said yeah. so you're so like I, a real... i'm like a, a real fraudster would not be bothered by the fact that what he's doing is fraud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the, the the fact that you, you are, are even... feeling that you are at a place where you are because you are an imposter, because you're a fraud, is already some sort of justification mm. to the fact that you're, you're not. actually not. <laughs> because a genuine fraud... <laughs> is not bothered by the fact that mm-hmm. what he's doing is a fraud. Yeah. <laughs> so, they actually, their own motivation, their only motivation is just, just not be, being found out. Exactly. Point. At whatever cost. So yeah. I think that's very, very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, because I always like, like, to see, you know, mm-hmm. to see, like, um, something and just kind of, like, look at all the different factors of yeah. it. So, yeah, that's my... <laughs> that's my mind always working like that so for example i was thinking about this uh series mm-hmm. suits so <laughs> this is actually a series that kind of motivated me to start law Spoil- <laughs> side note spoiler, <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert i hope no one is actually watching it now because it came out like what ages ago so i'm hope i'm hoping that everybody's over it right now so i hope i'm not going to like spoil too much i'm try. i'm gonna try not to um so you have like one of the main characters who kind of stumbles upon an interview passes the interview uh impresses the boss gets himself into a law firm and <laughs> he's actually doing good like he just has a good memory he just you know takes in everything he sees and yeah great lawyer all that so if someone was in that type of situation, because let's put the fact that, okay, the fraud is always trying 
to deceive others, right? Okay, mm-hmm. not trying to deceive others, but trying not to be uncovered. So clearly here, he's a fraud. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. He doesn't have his Harvard degree. Okay. And everybody in this company has a Harvard degree. But when he starts working as a lawyer, he's actually doing yeah. a good job. He's he, he like it's it's a talent. <laughs> Should we fault him for his talent? I mean, yeah, he's well, good at it. He's winning the cases even more than people who have been yeah. in Harvard. So, what would you tell this guy? <laughs> well, again, there's one of those side debates. I feel like in this case, like you already said, clearly yeah. he is a fraud or he's yeah. an imposter mm-hmm. because. If you're experiencing the imposter syndrome, what I said is one of the ways to try to cut yourself or to deal with it is mm-hmm. to look back at your achievements, yeah. put them down. Now, in this case, if this guy was to was to look at his achievements, he's working in a certain company. Mm. What is one of the reasons to be able to work in the company is you need to have, yeah. have a degree. So you have does, one thing that does you Does he are... have that achievement? Mm. No. Yeah. So clearly, if he's there, then he doesn't deserve to be mm-hmm. there. <laughs> But again, I mean, now there's the debate of is he doing his job well or not? That's that's a that's, that's a, a side yeah, debate. Yeah, yeah. But if you're talking about him being an imposter, yes, he clearly is. <laughs> that's not someone having. An, that's not imposter syndrome. Imposter yeah. syndrome is you you are there because you actually have merited the reasons yeah. to be there. Yeah. So in this case, it's not really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I think this is a very very interesting subject, and I want like for our audience to like go back with um clear ways or clear ways that worked for you again <laughs> it, it doesn't mean it's going to work for all of you uh so of course this is just how what works for you so you've started with uh, you say like one uh way of dealing with it is yeah. taking a step back dissecting your achievements yeah. take notes of your achievements yeah. if you're in the work environment same way as me just keep note of your achievements small or big they're all achievements yeah keep and i think this is also good advice like keep um notes of when the dates you know mm-hmm. after six yeah. months i did this after six after one year uh they gave me a project that no one like that i was running by myself yeah that's yeah. that's an achievement maybe mm-hmm. you were working with someone before then they gave you no, you know yeah. that means they 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 trust you you know same way as you your achievements maybe uh, in an academic level i mean you have to write articles yeah. i know you have to write articles yeah. universities have to approve these articles yeah I mean, they won't accept them if they are not up to part. And it's not like (laughs) you're giving them money under the table (laughs) to to accept it. So, (laughs) I mean, that's clearly information that has come from your head, analysis that has come from your head. And yeah, so maybe, yeah, you should also keep track of all these uh, presentations that you do, all these these articles you've written for different journals and all that. So, yeah, indeed, you just... That's that's one of the most important ways of de- mm-hmm. dealing. See, I keep on using the word dealing with it because it's not something you want to get rid of. Yeah. It's gonna be there because it has its positive side, but mm-hmm. you'd rather deal with it. Yeah. So yeah. know how to deal with it, and one of the ways is to exactly keep track of your achievements. Okay. Yeah. And it's usually linked with perfectionist. Not to say everyone that feels this way is a perfectionist because mm-hmm. I am not. I know pretty sure I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not. But if you are that kind of person, if you are, if you're a perfectionist this most likely will probably happen to you. And then that's a whole other way of dealing with it. Mm -hmm. So you have to understand why you you feel this way. Are you setting 
very complicated goals for which for yourself so these are some of the ways you can try to 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 deal with it and Which, also you actually deserve to own your success that's the thing you need to be able to own yeah, it that's what i was going to say <laughs> yeah you need to own it so in the moment where you've achieved something be proud of it yeah because what you what the imposter syndrome makes you tend to do is to 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 undermine your achievements yeah. so for instance you do something go like uh probably was very easy yeah anybody could do anybody it anybody could do it i'm not special i'm not that special yeah, yeah. That, that's usually what happens mm-hmm. but actually you are you, yeah, if yeah. you've achieved it then you are special mm-hmm. i mean there was this instance i remember i had a 2020 on an exam mm-hmm. i mean in the moment i was excited mm-hmm. but then afterwards i'm like yeah, probably i just got lucky yeah. i mean i just got lucky it was a formula i found i knew i i was was one of the few formulas i studied and mm-hmm. then i got lucky that's what showed up but sometimes you really need to to own it so yeah. it's not only in academia it's in your in all other walks of life i don't and know i think that's also the the interesting part like you're saying dealing with it is important for you so that you can own wherever you are yeah. and i think it's a confidence thing because yeah. if you don't deal with it your confidence will get bruised exactly yes because then you always kind of hesitate yeah. you know you you will never fully be present in whatever you're yeah. doing because you're second guessing everything yeah. you know yeah. i'm not supposed to be here blah 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 all these things and then you're not even focusing on the real you know the yeah. actual uh, thing that you're actually doing so i actually think it's not something that you just have to you know experience and then mm-hmm. just hope for it to go away exactly. you know yeah 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 i don't know i don't know if you there's something else uh, you want to add on this because i mean like we're saying i mean like i said this a uh, mind hack journey is for us to kind of pick stuff pick tips mm-hmm. pick tr- uh, tips and tricks uh on how to deal with these like obstacles i mean we can't even say this is an actual yeah. obstacle but it's something that anybody could experience yeah. for any reason in yeah. any field in yeah. any age exactly. um you know so i don't know if you have something else that maybe you think about which could be like you know yeah. th- that could help anybody who is going through this and who doesn't know what that yeah. what's happening actually. yeah like i said probably the first time i felt this i didn't even know what this mm-hmm. feeling was yeah. so there are probably a lot of people that don't even understand what it's happening mm-hmm. so that's the first thing be able to know what is happening yeah. and then figure out how you're going to deal with it which yeah. we keep on saying is to reflect on what you've yeah. achieved yeah yeah and because you need to be confident sometimes you need to own what, some of yeah. your success you, yeah. and and it's it's a positive reinforcement the more you're confident the more you own it the more you're capable of achieving more yeah. so it could be anything you're probably studying now and you're struggling with a few courses mm-hmm. And it's then, actually exam time right now. Yeah. <laughs> so for all of those of you who are studying, you know. But but be confident enough because and the, the the thing is so you're not the only one. So even like you said in the beginning someone hears you're doing a PhD and they're like, "Oh, you're probably super smart." Mm. But even people in high achieving positions also experience mm-hmm. it. So it's mm-hmm. it's not unique. You're not the only person going yeah. through it. So yeah. just be able to be confident enough and own your success even they, no matter how little they yeah, are yeah. own them because it feeds on itself yeah, the more yeah. you own it the more you are confident of what you've achieved the more you're likely to achieve more yeah. the more you have an open mind to face more challenges yeah and it, it's it, like you're saying everything feeds itself yeah. and you actually have more to gain exactly yeah from indeed. dissecting the thing actually taking notes of it like and being more confident like you're yeah. saying it you have more to gain yeah if you work on it exactly. and deal with it yeah. in a healthy way because it will actually give you some like 
something good back but even more mm-hmm. you know i mean you don't you don't lose anything from exactly from, from exactly. taking feeding on the positive yeah. aspect of yeah. it you will yeah. obviously lose more if you're feeding on the negative on the negative yeah <laughs> and, and then yeah lose your ambition then, exactly. go into so, something maybe you think you deserve yeah. uh yeah yeah and I, i like i like the concept of this whole podcast is it's about the mind because i always mm-hmm. say this the mind or the brain is a very very strong organ mm-hmm. it's it's, yeah. it's it's a very important organ and it, if you're able to enforce it and feed it yeah. you're most likely to to achieve success and you the thing is you are in control of it that's mm-hmm. how, that's what i believe i believe mm-hmm. you're you're in so much control of it i always give this instance of i remember when i was a kid and i was sleeping i was usually scared of the dark <laughs> <laughs> and then i'm sleeping in my room with the light out and something falls yeah there are two things you can do <laughs> you can say the wind blew this and it fell <laughs> Or you can say there's a ghost in my room <laughs> and that it's the ghost that pushed this to the floor. Yeah. <laughs> you choose what you want you to do. Because, but we both know which of yeah. the which of the choices will will ruin your whole night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah because you have to deal with the consequences <laughs> exactly, after that. Exactly. So you have to deal with the fact that there may be there may be a ghost, a ghost. around so and you still have eight hours <laughs> of sleep which you're going to lose. But if you say it's the wind, it's the wind and then you can sleep. <laughs> And if it's the ghost, yeah. <laughs> At least you've 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 yeah. you've you've saved yourself the yeah. problems of a sleepless night. You probably yeah. sleep and the ghost will take you away anyway. But you'll be you'll be asleep at least. At peace exactly. with yourself, yeah. So that's that's the power of the mind, and that's yeah. how I always like to approach life. You, yeah, you're in control of your of your mind. Of this and take control of it and, if, and make make yeah. use of it. Yeah. So Focus actually, on the good parts. Yeah, and I think maybe we shall conclude on this yeah. and actually really say that yeah, you're actually in control with of your mind and yeah, if there's one thing you're in control of, it's your mind. There's yeah. no one can enter your mind and force you to think one way or another. And yeah, obviously that's why I did this podcast and mm. I think yeah I'm going to I'm going to say thank you to yep, Ben for welcome. for the um the insight you've given us. I think it's been very insightful for me too. Mm. So um, it's very interesting. So I invite you my people, you know, my mind hack journey travelers. I don't know how I'm going to call you guys. Um I invite you guys to add my socials. Um so it's at the mind hack journey on Instagram and at Winnie Okana on Twitter. So Winnie Okana is W I N I E O K A N A. Um I really like I really really want you guys to to follow these socials so that we can have a conversation about this because um I think this is the whole point. I mean we've yeah. talked about aspects of it, your aspects yeah, in academia, academia, my aspect in work. I don't know if some of you are artists uh you know yeah, exactly. you might have a talent but then sometimes you doubt like i really really am interested in knowing yeah. uh different sides to this and i'm sure there are different ways also of dealing with this in addition to what we have said so do not hesitate to give me your experiences yeah. uh uh about this particular subject so right. on that note i think it's a wrap right. uh see you guys on the next episode thank you